how can you calculate your own retirement numbers? What does that mean? Yes. So, you know, a lot of times you might feel like you are either too scared or too confused to figure this out, but you can absolutely know your own numbers. You can know with certainty, Mm -hmm. um, dates and numbers and figures, um, easily without, it's like only two steps of math, guys. Yes. Guess what guys? It's simple math. You can do it. Your spouse can do it. Um, and it, it's actually going to lay out this fun, exciting future for the two of you. Yeah. So listen up and see what you think and let us know if you I don't know. You're listening to the Ideal Balance Podcast. I'm Shayna. And I'm Vanessa. We're bringing you coaching, strategies, and real talk on everything fitness, family, and finance. Yeah, we are. Let's do this. Well, hi, hello. Hello, hello. Hello. All right. It is Monday. It's cold outside, but we're Mm -hmm. inside, so that matters. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you live in Florida, you know that it'll be 70 degrees in about two hours. <laughs> yes. And we will be From excited. 38. We'll be so excited about that. Um, okay. So today we're talking about something super nerdy, which mm-hmm. is bringing Vanessa all the joy really because is. she loves to be nerdy. Yes. So we are talking about the, uh, the 4% rule and how you can calculate your retirement numbers on your own. You know, a lot of people say that, oh, I have to work until I'm 57 and a half, or I have to work until I'm 60. But- do you actually have to? And do you know that you have to? And so putting it on paper, getting it out of your brain, putting it on paper is really going to help you strategize your plan for retirement. Yeah. Well, I don't, it does, I don't even think it matters when, I mean, I, I do think people start to, to question like the age, but it's all going to be a question until you do the math. Yes, like you have to put it, you need, you need, and, and what's cool about this concept is it's, something everybody can understand. I mm-hmm. feel like it's, it, it, uh, you know, even me who doesn't love math, um, I can understand this and um, it gives you a starting point. So we'll talk later about, you know, more information, but um, it gives you a, a place to start and yeah. start thinking about your future. Right. And like Shana said, it's super easy. So, you know, what is the 4% rule? It is basically saying that if you withdraw 4% of your retirement, you will never run out of money for a 30 year period. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you're, you do that 4%, you adjust for inflation if you need to, um, and it will est- enable to have a safe, steady, and I think simple way to mm-hmm. manage your income when you're in retire- retirement. Yeah. yeah, because so um, think about inflation is usually 3 to 5% per year. Okay, then you have your annual rate of return, which is usually on average between 8 to 10%. So if you say you're going to live off 4% plus inflation, excuse me, is three to 5%. You're never, you're always going to go a a rate in the same line of the 10% annual rate of return. So you're always going to break even. So even with inflation, if as long as it stays between the three to 5% and you're only using the 4%, you're going to be good. Yeah. All right. So we are going to look at some numbers as, as an example. Okay. So say an investor has retired with a million dollars in their portfolio and you want to say you're going to use 4% of that money to live off of, which is saying you're going to live off $40,000 a year, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll get into a little bit later about, you know, how do you calculate that you're actually going to use 40000 a year. But again, you can calculate for inflation here if you want to on the front end. So now, now, so the 4% rule, basically, we were just telling you how to live off of your retirement without taking too much that you can't last however long that you're you're blessed to be on this earth, right? But a lot of people use it um, 
as a way to figure out if they can retire early, mm-hmm. right? Because like Vanessa said, you're not necessarily chained to work um, forever by societal standards, whatever that is. And even, and one thing that's really interesting about that too, is even if you want to keep working, you, you know, maybe you can cut back yeah, or you get, you get to choose what mm-hmm. you want. Like my favorite example is Michael Hyatt. He's one of my you know, close personal friends <laughs> and his, his daughter is the CEO of his company and he writes when he yeah. wants like two days a week and he's technically retired. And, um, and our church pastor, he was annoying and retired. We love him. Just kidding. But he deserved probably right. to retire, yeah. <laughs> but we didn't want him to, but so you, so, but he's still working sometimes, right? Yeah. So this, this can go from, this is your concept, but if you want to figure out the number, whether you can or not, that's, that's what you need to do your homework. Yeah. You know, I have a client and we did the 4% rule for her. And you know, the first, the first thing is you need to um, figure out what your expenses are going to be. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but so with her, we sat there and said, okay, what do you think you're going to spend in a year when you retire? This is assuming that, you know, her mortgage is already paid off. The kids are out of the house. You're not doing that, uh, paying for them. However, she was, she did add in gifts for grandkids. Mm -hmm. She, you know, budgeted for that. She budgeted for vacations. So again, this is kind of like a ballpark. Again, this is a ballpark, ballpark number. Okay. And so we did her budget and it was a little high, but so right now she was sitting at about 2.5 million in assets. And then we decided, okay, by the time she retires, she needs about 5.7 million to be able to live off 4%. And her brain immediately went to, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to work more. And I was like, well, no. And there's another rule of 72 that we'll talk about later in a yes. different podcast. We're going to use all the rules together. Yes. <laughs> but it actually, if you don't, I'm like, if you stopped working today, if you literally kept exactly what you have in your retirement today and never contributed another dime, you would not have to work again. Now she is not, she can't pull anything from retirement because she doesn't have anything in like brokerage accounts. So she will have to work until she can you know, withdraw money. But anyways, it's just, it's super easy. You, all you have to do to start is determine how much money are you going to need? What is your budget going to look like at retirement? Yes. So, um, so we're, we're talking annually here, right? So we're going to, we're going to, cause you know, usually when we talk budget, we talk monthly, Yes. but in general, when you're coming up with this ballpark number, um, you're going to go, how much do I cost a year when I'm in retirement, when I'm in that retirement Mm -hmm. live? So obviously you're going to need to to do the four walls again. You're going to talk about housing and food and transportation. And then obviously a big one is healthcare, y'all. Yes. So let's be, Don't forget to yeah, add that. <laughs> yeah. And then um, travel and your kids and your hobbies and your fun and, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff that should be part of hopefully your retirement because you've worked so hard. So all of that is going to, you're going to use the, the, those ideas mm-hmm. to come up with a one, one number for a year. Yes. Right. And I would say buffer it. Like let's, let's pad it a little bit because you just don't know. And I would rather you have enough then, then say, oh, I'm going to live off of 30 when in actual, you need 40,000. So you're going to take that number. And then the next thing is you might have other income coming in. If you're our age, you may or may not have social security. <laughs> coming. We're and, not sure. Yeah. And, and we're just not going to count on that, but nope. you know, whatever. Um, so you might have that. You might have some disability. You might mm. have a pension because you worked for one company for a long time. There, You might have um, actual income coming in other than what like rental properties and things like that. So if you have any of that, let's factor that in. And then you'll be able to come up with your actual number that you need to pull Mm -hmm. out of your retirement every year in order to live the lifestyle that you predetermined with your, with your annual income. Yep. So let's say that you came up with, I know that our previous example was 40,000. Let's say you came up with 30,000. That's how much you need each year to survive 
and live a good life in, re in retirement. Again, please make sure you add in vacations and healthcare and gifts and things like that. Like you don't want to forget to budget for the fun stuff. Right. Um, okay. So you take 30,000 and you divide it by 4%, which gives you $750,000. Mm-hmm. So, and again, this is a very generic and thrifty number. This is really assuming that you have zero debt and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, so then you need to save up $750,000 in order to be able to live for about 30 years off mm -hmm. of that 4%. And that's how the numbers work. And again, you know, I always like to go back to, you see people that are wealthy. It didn't happen on accident. Right. So even in retirement, you're still budgeting. You're yeah, still saying, absolutely. I am going to spend $40,000 this year. Again, we're assuming hopefully all your debt is paid off. So this is all fun money. So mm -hmm. you think of how much of that is actually cost of living. And it's right. probably going to be very small compared to the vacations and your hobbies and gifts and things like that. Right. But, um, and so then the, the next question is, is the 4% rule still valid? Well, and can yeah. I trust it? Yeah. Cause we didn't actually talk about the rule. Um, it was established in what was it? 94. Yeah. And that, and it's, it's got a lot of assumptions that we're going to talk about in a minute. So, so it was established in 94, pretty safe uh, bet in general, but nowadays there's a lot of new, new talk about it and um, a lot of new trends for it. So, so the, so even though you may have just heard about it, a lot of people are still are now questioning. Um, and a lot of these people have their own motives, but is it valid? Right. right? So that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there are some people that like to say, that, oh, they want to live off 3%, which is super tight. But if you, if you want to, if you don't feel comfortable with the 4% rule, like, you know, everyone will, is going to do their own homework and come up with their own conclusion. Right. But okay. So say it's 5% or 6%, whatever you want, then you need to just re readjust and recalculate yeah. and get your own numbers. But and, the 4% yeah. rule is pretty, I mean, it's, it's a pretty good number. Yeah. And we'll talk about a little bit in the pros and cons about why, why maybe a little bit why you can trust it. But for now, what we're going to say is we're not financial advisors. Right. So, um, we absolutely recommend that you work with one. Mm -hmm. Um, and you may not always have to work with one, but right. you definitely, and probably in the beginning process, you need to work with someone, um, who can, can lay out your, your dreams and your, and your plan or what you want and then help you get a plan to get there. Right. And, um, what the 4% rule in our opinion does is allow you to do your own math and allow mm -hmm. you to double check, uh, that advisor. And it allows you to, to be more in control, right. Be in control and and know something and, and be confident. Um, so, so, you know, because a lot of times retirement, people just keep it at arm's length because it's so complicated and scary, but this kind of gives you a way to feel comfortable and confident with your numbers. Right? Yeah. I mean, and also we want you to be able to leave a legacy behind if you can. And this is just another way to be able to budget that in. Um, you know, when Shana said people in retirement, they get really scared about mm -hmm. spending yes. any money yes. because they're like, oh, I can't. But yep. if you just do the simple math and put it on paper, mm -hmm. you can spend it as long as, you know, again, you've budgeted but, you know, I love my grandparents to death. They will do anything for everyone else. But when it's them spending the yeah. money for themselves, they won't do it. Yep. And so we're trying to force them. Like, we don't want your money. Like when you die, we want you to spend every dime and go to Australia, go here, go there, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and spend it all because they can. They're just always so nervous because, you know, they're older. They don't understand all this stuff and no one's really explained it to right. them. And that is something um, that you can walk into a financial advisor knowing this and it will give you hopefully... A, a way for, for you to be involved a little bit more in the conversation. And the other thing is, if you're listening to us, hopefully you are being intentional with your money. Mm -hmm. And right now, you know, as Dave says, Dave Ramsey, that is, uh, 
you know, you're living now so that later you can live and give. And you don't want to get to the point where you've done all of this hard work. You have, you have, you know, dotted your I's and yeah. crossed your T's and budgeted for years to get to retirement and be close fisted. Like yeah. you don't want to live that way. It's not going to feel good. Um, so you need to work with, work with someone to get the full plan and, and, and you still want to be able to live generously and, and fully when you're retired. So, okay. So if you can trust it, that's up to you. I would, we still definitely um, recommend talking to a financial advisor, but there are some pros and cons that we can speak to about mm-hmm. the 4% rule. Yeah. So some of the pros, it is simple and it's super easy to follow. I mean, anyone can, can sit there and do the 4% rule on their own at home, you know, grab your spouse, grab some snacks, maybe some drinks, you know, sit at the table after the kids go to bed and, and do it together. Well, and even like in practice. Oh yeah. Withdraw 4%. Done. Try it. <laughs> Step one, withdraw right. 4%. Done. You're done. That's the end of the process. So it's very simple to um, do the math and it's simple to actually execute as well. Yes, it is. Someday. And, and it's really, it's, it's a conservative number and um, some people want to withdraw more and they usually do because they don't know. Well, it's not even just that, like regular, like 5% is a five to 7% is normal for what people withdraw. Mm -hmm. This, so one of the pros is this is very conservative. So you almost, if you do this, you almost can't go wrong, right? No, it's almost foolproof. It really is almost foolproof. And I think that's why people like it because they know that if they stay on track again, so if you're looking at inflation is three to 5%, and then if you withdraw 5%, normally the rate of return is like, I think I said before, between eight to 10%. So staying at four, you, you can't lose at all. So that's a really good pro. Now there are some cons and that is why you're going to want to take this rule to your financial advisor (laughs) and really, and don't let them uh, hopefully talk over you with it, but this, it it assumes 30 years. And if you, um, so you need, you need to do your calculations if you want to retire early correctly. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And that rate of return that Vanessa was talking about assumes a specific type of portfolio. So you need to make sure that you're getting those returns, right? Or that you're projected to get those returns. And hey, let's not talk about how inflation is 7% right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. and it's a, this, this rule is assuming a uh, inflation rate of 3, 3%. But listen, anytime inflation goes to 7%, every, every decision you make has to be reevaluated yes, because it's it not normal. It's not normal. So no. And again, we're assuming over mm-hmm. a 10, 15, 20 year span, the rate of return is between eight to 10. That's just but right now, specifically, that's where we're at. Um, but as far as going and talking to a financial advisor, when you show up to that appointment, knowing your stuff, yeah. I could say another word, but you know, <laughs> you show up knowing your stuff, it's going to set the room. It's going yeah. to set the tone for the conversation yep. because you do not want them running your money for you. You want to be in control. You want to stay on top of things. You want to know what's going on with your money and you want to make sure you trust somebody to do that. And so I just think by you having some type of knowledge before you go in, it's just going to, it's really important. Yep. Yep. I agree. And as Vanessa always says, don't forget that they work for you. So (laughs) I have family members that don't know when they can retire and they have Mm -hmm. financial advisors. I don't understand. That is not okay. That is not correct. You should know everything about your financial position, especially especially if you're paying someone to help you, like, like especially if you're paying someone to help you, you should know to the date, to the penny, everything that you need to know. Um, and so make sure that you just remember that they're working for you. And it's Mm -hmm. the same, like if you were working with us as coaches, 
you're, you know, your budget, you, you know, it, we're not, we're not like an accountant and creating it for you. And then hoping, you know, that everything works out. It's, it's, you're involved, you know, them, you know, your money, you're in charge of your money, you're telling your money what to do. And it's the same when it comes to financial advising. So just don't let, don't let there be a gap, an information gap there. Or, and don't be afraid. I think, you know, so that is one of my favorite sayings that I tell my clients, whether it's the financial advisor, whether it's an insurance agent, whether it's your bank, they are all working for you. And you need to make sure that um, sometimes they need to know that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just really important for you to stay on top, on top of your stuff. So again, like Shana said, you're in the know, there's no reason why you don't know when you're going to be able to retire. And if you want to retire early, you might be able to do that. I mean, like you could have been busting your butt for years, really, really saving. And you could retire at 45, but you just don't know that. And I just think it's important to just have that information. I have, I met a lady at a Christmas party and she said, I need help spending money. And I was like, oh, I can do that too. (laughs) You know, in the right way, I can help you. But she's so scared to spend any money. She doesn't do anything. She doesn't go anywhere. She's not enjoying life because she's just nervous because nobody has sat down and just showed her and laid it all out for her. Yep. 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 So, all right. So if you need any help applying any of this, obviously, you know, we're here for you and there is a link in the show notes that you can fill out, um, to get in touch. Um, but that's pretty much it for, for now. That's the 4% rule. Go ahead and do your math. Like Mm -hmm. Vanessa said, just see, just, and, and it's actually a good idea to bring the snacks and drinks because Mm. dreaming about what your retirement life really is going to be like, um, that's, that's exciting and scary all at the same time. Right. Um, so it's going to, but it's going to take some time and, and getting on the same page. It's just, this is like the next step, right? This is after you get your budget, after you get out of debt, after you figure out your finances in that way, the next step is really looking at the future and, and get it. And when you're on the same page with your spouse or whoever your accountability partner is, and you're looking toward the future, that's, exciting stuff. Yeah. And you know, maybe you haven't done a budget with your spouse yet. And maybe this right here, this meeting that you have with them is going to be the eye opener to say, okay, how do we get on a budget? How do we actually make this happen? What is it going to take? And so there just may be the little spark that you, um, that it takes for y'all to get on the same page and finally start on this debt-free journey, the building wealth journey and all of it. Yep. 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 It takes about an hour for y'all to do. I'll just say that every time, every time I do it with the client, it's about an hour to go through and dig through deep with all the numbers. Um, if you need any help, please give us a call. We would love to do that with you. Or, or email us or do the form that, that I told you. Don't call. I'm just kidding. You can call. You can call. Our if number's you want on to call. our website. Vanessa will answer. I'll talk. I'll, I love to talk on the phone. It's fine. Okay. All right. So we will see you next week. And by see you, we definitely need to talk to you yep. and um, have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Ideal Balance Podcast. Yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast and got something out of it, we'd love to ask you to share it with someone. While you're at it, if you want to leave us a review as well, that would be awesome. And remember, you are filled with power and love, and you guys are built to be strong and energetic. That's right. And don't forget, good things come to those who work hard and are disciplined. Yes. Bye for now. Bye for now.